0: Welcome back to The Intersection, a podcast that Middlebrook Pike, uh, United Methodist, is doing to find out where faith and life meets for our congregation, for our city, for our community, um, and all the people around us. And so today I've got with me Rob Fletcher. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chilling. How uh, How's the corona life, the social distancing life, <laughs> been for you?
1: It's kind of tough, but you know, I've, I work in an industry that's a, a utility industry, so I have to go to work and... We try to shuffle distance as best we can, and if we can't, we get we wear a mask. So, uh, sure, it makes makes the job a little bit tougher, but
0: I'm I'm sure. So, so uh, does it translate pretty well into uh, working from? Are you you're not working from no, home? No,
1: I'm not working. My wife is, but I'm not working from home. I okay. have to. We still have to run generators and make electricity. So.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, it. Does not translate well, so you're just doing the best you can. Kind no, of thing. you're gonna do the best we can. Essential employee, I'm sure they would call you, right? Yes, for
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be considered essential employee.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, tell us about yourself. Um, kind of where where'd you come from? You know, where were you born? What'd you do to kind of get to from baby Robert to uh, the Robert we have in front of <laughs> us a today? Long, that's a long story, Bob. Yeah, Go yeah. through it. You can summarize. I'll, don't worry.
1: Uh, I was born in uh, a little town called Manny, Louisiana. It's very small. Okay. Uh, I don't remember too much about that. That's where I was born, but we moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first memory would be a little town, Dorleen, Louisiana. My dad worked at an army ammunition plant near there. Uh, then uh, when I was probably five or six, probably,
0: uh-huh.
1: our house burnt down. So my dad bought 30 acres in the uh, same place, Orleans. And uh, stayed there until I was 13.
0: Is that a small town? That's it, small town. Is small, it? It's
1: a small yeah. town. And then we moved to, to Delta, Colorado.
0: Delta, Colorado. Yeah, when I
1: was 13, so I went... Uh, is that
0: a work move?
1: Mm, no, my, <laughs> my mom's, that? Was mom's dad was parents who lived there, and, and I, okay. we visited, and I think my parents at the time liked it, so we moved there. It's a small town too, but I went to a junior high and high school there. Uh, Unfortunately, not long after there, my mom and dad got a divorce. So, you know, we had to, of course, I'm from a big family. I have five brothers and sisters and a stepsister, so it's a big family. Uh, But we made ends meet. And uh, when I graduated, uh, I joined the Navy submariner. Join the navy. Yeah. How
0: long were you in the navy for?
1: Fifteen years.
0: Fifteen. Fifteen
1: years. Oh my goodness. Uh, then uh, I was stationed basically in Groton, Connecticut, uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and in San Diego.
0: So how long um, would like? How long would you say? How how do I phrase it? How often were you actually in a submarine? Do, oh, most under of my the career, water had, doing uh, the whole thing? I had
1: three year stints at the Naval Hospital, uh, working with audio visual equipment, uh-huh. uh, and then I did have a well, a two year stint there, three year stint working with uh, what's called deep submergence unit, working with remotely operated vehicles and okay and sub rescue vehicles. The rest of my time was submarines.
0: Wow! So. And did you spend a significant amount of time actually? Down oh, yeah. under in the submarines yeah, my patrolling, first submarine patrolling, whatever
1: was a ballistic missile submarine. And we did, we had uh two crews, we rotated every three months. Uh, of course, off crew, we did training and stuff. Uh huh. Then I did uh two tour, two deployments there, and then I went to fast attack submarines. And just one crew, and you're just in and out, in and out, yeah, deployments.
0: That's crazy. So that must have been very interesting. It was, I, I don't it's know been if I could handle that. That's-
1: like say I've been all over the world.
0: Yeah. So do you just dock a submarine the way you dock a normal ship and yeah, and, and well, go and have port visits and everything? it's just a bigger
1: it's just a visual version. You yeah. Pull in. You have to have a you have a, weird
0: image in my head.
1: Yeah. They have tugs to help you. Too, okay. So. so I've been all over the world. Um, retired early. They, they had a they was in the military, so I got to retire at 15 years. So I retired from the navy. And worked for this company called Oceaneering. okay. And uh, for five years, and I went worked with remotely operated vehicles, and it was all over the world too. I would work five weeks on, five weeks off. I would fly, man. And so the you, ship. You've
0: been everywhere, crazy. Yeah.
1: So I met my wife Susan when I was in the Navy. Uh,
0: Where were you stationed then?
1: I was in Groton, Connecticut. Okay. So uh, then after I retired. Uh, well, I was at uh, working for a company called Oceaneering offshore. Uh, Su- Susan got went, Susan got pregnant and I we had uh, our son, Kyle. And uh so at that point in time I wanted to be more at home so I applied for Tennessee Valley Authority.
0: Oh, you work for T V A too? Yeah I work
1: for T V A. Oh,
0: so you just passed Ralph on the on the way up here <laughs> and he was talking about T V A just a little bit ago. Yeah
1: and so uh I was able to work get a a job Basically it's a called the Hydro Tech program. Okay. So I work at a hydro plant. Uh-huh. And uh so I got him there and then I moved up I'm tech four now, so I'm basically like a foreman. Okay. And uh you know, life's been good. Wow. Nice. Kyle's off to college and internship and I raised a son and he's done pretty good, so
0: Oh yeah, definitely gonna have to brag on Kyle then, here in a little bit.
1: Then I basically I was baptized in Delta, Colorado in a in a Methodist church. Delta United Methodist Church. Of course, like anybody else, when I left in the Navy, you know, you kind of... Sometimes you get kind of away things. from... things. <laughs> you, you stray a little bit. Yep. Uh, you know, you just don't... You don't go to a search, physical service all the time. We did have... You know, we did have uh, Bible studies and stuff on the submarine. But, you know, you kind of strayed a little bit. Uh, but, you know, when we... Uh, had our son Kyle, we decided well we need to we need to to teach him, mm-hmm. you know, being a Christian. So um when we moved uh to a Talbot and my my wife had a transferred over to Morristown, we we started the church uh in Morristown, Sittinary United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh then when I got the job at Fort Loudon I needed to be closer to, to Knoxville. We uh, rented an apartment out here in Knoxville, and then we start looking for a church, and we found Mount uh, Book Pike and had a good children's program. Okay, so that was kind form. of your main motivation yeah, as was, you were looking. at. a good is, children's uh, program. We met Ann. Uh, <laughs> How awesome. can you not stay she's after awesome. you meet Ann? <laughs> 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 so, you know, got more involved in the church. Uh, then uh, Eric Moncala, which was your predecessor, asked me if I would... Uh, help youth is when Kyle was in seventh grade so I was doing Wednesday nights and then then the next year I did Wednesdays and Sundays and I helped him ever since Uh I help you today and
0: so what kind of stuff did uh Eric have you doing when he, when he <laughs> caught you in I, I I can actually this is great I'm, I'm curious now. I, I, I helped <laughs> you got me going games
1: and stuff I, I was never one into a good teacher so I didn't you know every now and then I might lead some kind of devotion like a small small breakout or something but i kind of try to steer away from it because just just not my yeah teaching is not my cup of tea but i always thought it was important you know of course you need for safe sanctuary you need so many people but you sure try to be friends with some of the, the youth uh listen to them and uh make them feel welcome and so i think it's kind of important and uh I think over the years I've succeeded at it. I've got people who's graduated and just about ready to graduate college. I think here this year. First, my first group. So it's it's been a been a while. So. Yeah. But it's been uh, rewarding.
0: So you said you've been all around the world. Yeah. I have to know, because of that, what, where's like your favorite place that you've been in the world that's well, not here? You can't say here. That's, that, doesn't, Australia, that doesn't apply.
1: Australia was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Australia. Okay. What, uh, what was it
0: about Australia?
1: It was just, people were, when I was there, people were friendly. Of course, I was young back then, and, uh, and you know, they had these, one thing I remember in the sub, we, we uh, moored at the submarine base there, and it's a little island, and they had these, and it was called, uh, what's it called? They're called... Uh, they're like little kangaroos. And I can't, now I'm missing the name, but they are, but little they mini were all kangaroos? over the place.
0: Um, Like little mini kangaroos? Yeah.
1: I can't remember the name of it. Oh. I'll think about it eventually, but. Uh,
0: okay. But, but they really are everywhere. That's they not a They were everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was, imagine. they were
1: protected. So you got to watch on the streets. So it was in the night, in, in dust in yeah. the street. And so it was, is pretty good. And then Norway, I like Norway. Norway is a beautiful country. Got to go to the, the fjords from Germany. We transited on the surface then, because it was a short hop and got to do a, a Liberty Port there. So that was good. Okay. And I got to go through the Suez Canal, which is. Which that must is have been. Yeah. You, see, you know, you see, uh, if you go through the where the um, Egypt and uh, Israel had war, they're still burnout buildings and tanks through there it was it was wow. it was kind of weird but uh yeah it's been good man so that's just some of that a few places that. that i've got to go
0: so what's one thing that you wish you knew uh when you were started out either in the military or in your current career uh just kind of as you entered the workforce what's well one thing you wish you knew
1: I, when i was growing up i had learned a pill called dyslexia so i wish i had known earlier
0: when did you find out if you don't mind me asking uh
1: well i didn't find out until i graduated high school because my mom didn't tell me and okay she, she basically the doctor told her that he probably would never graduate high school but i did anyway but i mean it was a struggle to but the i man. did yeah uh, but that i could get over dyslexia and i and i did in high school a little bit so and that i could do better for myself because you know when i when i joined the navy Part of Jordan Navy was I didn't know what I was gonna do because I wasn't really good in school, so I wasn't going to college. It was a small town I lived in, so there wasn't a lot of a lot of good jobs there. So I wanted I knew I wanted to do something better with myself, so I figured that was a good good mm. avenue and it yeah. turned out to be a be a good avenue. I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah, I come from a military family myself, and it's just like it, the, the stories I hear, just it, honestly, the life experiences. It's funny because, um, all I'm hearing people tell kids today when they graduate high school is take a couple of years off, go travel the world. It's important that you do that. And I was never that person. I mean, I, I, that's not me, but, um, I hear people saying that all the time. And it's like, man, why don't they just join the military? That way they can get paid while they go travel the world. <laughs> I, learned, <laughs> just, I got to know? learn a trade
1: and, uh, and today you know i'm like in charge of several people you know 10 people we got in the crew and stuff and running a hydro plant making electricity doing valuable and those
0: skills came from the military work a lot of them came from the military and,
1: and i got to to see the world so i've been blessed i mean i've been literally all over the world and uh You know, God's blessed me. Even, you know, even though maybe I had some struggles growing up, I was still blessed. Yeah. You know, so.
0: So what would you say um, was some of the biggest influences on you? Uh, Just name a couple, whether it's people, one or two people that influenced you or things that happened.
1: Yeah, my first big influence was because even though my grandmother went to church Mm -hmm. and we'd visit once a month in Louisiana and then we would go. But my parents never did go to church. So for so I I joined the Methodist Church in Delta more of the youth group as just a, a way to you know
0: socialize. Socialize, yeah. I guess, socialize.
1: <laughs> so but uh they had this pastor and uh his name was uh see Anthony Ashworth, I think yeah, that was his name. And he ran basically he, he led the youth group and we, we did a couple of musicals and stuff. So it was just it was just my foot in the door, mm. you know. So I would say, uh, spiritually, my foot as being a Christian was was in the door was through that avenue.
0: So it was kind of introduced to you, even though. Yeah. So yeah. your your journey, it sounds like, it started real early, and then had its you know military, and it was yeah, yeah, tough yeah, for yeah. a while, and then came back, and since that door was already cracked, kind of flew. Yeah, open. basically,
1: I was I was. Uh, Fifteen, fourteen, fifteen. When when I started going to church, so mm, okay, you know, I was I was in high school basically, but it was and it was what, a good time.
0: Sorry, was uh, so you went to the youth group? Was that your parents' choice? At no, all, no, I just was, it was.
1: I had some friends, and they invited me, and so okay. it was a choice. Sometimes I had to walk. Uh, we would live probably two and a half, three miles. Sometimes I had to walk to wow. to do that. Whew. Can't and imagine. Sometimes my mom would be, but she worked. You know, she worked several jobs, so I, mean, I had to walk. And so that was the influence. And then, uh, yeah, you know, uh, another influence. I had a teacher, and I telling telling you, I just can't recall the name. But she was uh, it a she high school me, teacher? Or it or was it high school. She high helped school? me in uh, in a program that that helped me get through a lot of the some of the dyslexia issues. Uh-huh. And um, so she was, she was influenced. So I think, uh, you know, I gained a lot through the last. Kind of the patience aspect. Is it a patience? (laughs) Yeah, it was just, you know, it was, you know, it's a lot of work, these flash things. it was, it's kind of weird, but it, it, it helped me. So I was happy there. I mean, she, she was an influence. And then I've had a lot of influence, like, you know, in the military, just people helping you Mm. along the way. You know, you really in life, you can't, If you try to go at it alone, Mm. you're probably going to make So you have people that help you along the way, whether you realize it or not.
0: Yeah, it almost seems to be kind of a theme these days is is to if people are challenging you or holding you back or whatever, you just drop them like it's like a you centered thing. All the advice that I'm hearing big famous people give is like if people aren't supporting you and exactly what you want and you and you and everything's about you then just drop them and and leave them and let them go and to me it's like people that challenge you and have patience with you, oh, you gotta like be that pushed teacher
1: sometimes
0: yeah what wait say that again
1: you gotta be pushed sometimes oh
0: pushed i thought you said it had to be push-up time I no like, you gotta be pushed sometimes you know
1: people you know Sometimes you got to be held accountable, being pushed to, to, uh, move yourself forward. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, sometimes you're yeah. not always going to, you know, you're not always going to succeed. If you look at, uh, a lot of even that's, that's really successful people, they have failed in life. Mm. So what you got to look at is you can choose when you do fail is you can choose to dwell in that, or you can choose to move forward so it's a choice you got. It is a choice. So I always in my life tried to choose to move forward.
0: Yeah, I would I would imagine that the more successful later in life people have failed more often than yeah. the people that yeah. aren't successful. Yeah. You, you know, you they're you being successful failure, not too. being successful. You learn
1: from failure. Yeah. as well as from success. So yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, when we, it's been a good it's been an interesting life. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, because
0: it sounds like you've had, especially on, on the spiritual level, you've had kind of the ups and downs. Oh yeah. So, what's uh, if there's one thing you, you you have a gun to your head, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to go back in time one time and change one decision uh, or th- change one thing you did or said or whatever. Just you had to go back and change one thing. <sighs> what would you change?
1: That's a hard it's a hard t- Yeah,
0: I, you know, I, I kind of misled you, too. Well, I, I said, think, I'm not going to throw you any curveballs. I curve think balls. I there's one thing <laughs> that I can say,
1: though, because um, there was a period of time. See, Kyle never met, met his grandfather, my dad, until a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's uh, finished his freshman year of college and in internship. So I found, you know, there were some things going on that my dad didn't want to communicate. Um. So I finally kind of forced the issue and said, "Hey, you got a grandson. If you want to meet your grandson, you know, I'll I'll stop and drive him up, you know, just Louisiana t- today." So I'd made a couple. Calls. I wish I'd have done that sooner, mm. but I was just trying to. Re- you know, you try to respect people's wishes, right? You're um, kind of a
0: little too respectful, yeah. <laughs> for what, right. So
1: yeah. So but you know what? Yes. I did that finally. And so we went up. Actually, we was doing this coincide with little college chair who was looking at... Uh,
0: right. Okay, Actually, I remember this story now. And yeah.
1: And uh, it turned out good. I mean, it all worked out well. You know, so I kind of wish we'd have done it sooner.
0: Yeah? Is he keeping in contact with Kyle yeah. these days? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So...
0: Good. How's Kyle doing in college, by the way? Uh,
1: he, his first freshman year, he did awesome, and he was able to... Uh, an internship. And he's in. He's back in Huntsville right now at an internship with a defense company. And wow! Uh, so for an eighteen-year-old, having defense a defense company, yeah, well, that's <laughs> internship with the defense company. That's
0: going to be a bawling resume. That's <laughs> and, good.
1: And the, the funny thing about it, that's his very first job.
0: Oh my goodness! <laughs> Can you imagine? Most people are like yeah, Food City, <laughs> uh, Pizza Hut, yeah, defense contractor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so and he's he's um he's doing he's they they basically put him cuz of the Covart 19 I'm trying to you know he would normally go out to like you know they work for Raytheon, would go out in the field and help but so they gave him this little training exercise that maybe come in the future where they're building they're making this program so he's computer science he's been programming, and he's been very happy about it he's he's uh worked with a, he works with a couple of other interns yeah to develop a, some software and, and, uh,
0: so he's getting that practical oh, teamwork yeah. experience too. Oh, they gave him this oh.
1: project. He goes, he, he told me, he goes, he goes, what? I don't know what I'm doing, but you know, they stay worked through it. And, uh, ah, he's so he's good. getting that
0: sense of work accomplishment. All right. Oh, I yeah. love it.
1: <laughs> so he's done good. I can't, I can't, uh, complain off. He's, he's done well. All right. Good. So Hallmark. To his church too, because he grew up in his church and he learned all of his skills and he played uh certainly he developed his music with uh, deb holly in the 730 service so he was taught him how to he had to be there every week early in the morning practice before service so it taught him
0: if there's anybody that's going to teach you accountability in this church it's deb holly that's That's for sure (laughs) that's that's exactly she's done an excellent job yeah so, the hallmark question of the podcast, um, and kind of our church motto um, for you: Where does faith and life meet?
1: Well, I think faith and life meets just every day of how you treat your fellow man. Hmm. Uh, you know, you how you you know you. Pre, I'm a firm believer. Jesus and God lives through you by your examples. So you know if your examples is not very Christian like then it's be hard to bring people in so sure, just, sure. my day to day life I try to live the best life be I can be respectful uh include God in my life
0: yeah, so it's oddly similar to what Ralph was saying is he was he's, he's he kept saying the respect thing.
1: Yeah. Um and, you know, of course, you know, being being my job where I have people under me, sometimes you have to 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 help coach, right? Right. But you can do it respectfully most, you know, you try to Of course, you know, my temper sometimes. But I, try, <laughs> <laughs> but I do try. I do try my best to uh to be respectful to people.
0: And and also what I feel like I'm hearing is kind of the reflection aspect. It's like in in mm-hmm. are people seeing God through me? Am I an image of yeah. what uh, God wants me to yeah, be? And, or like, you know, the image of God, right?
1: And and Eric Broncola, when he challenged me to help with youth group, that's been very beneficial. I've learned more from the youth than I think from any anything. Just yeah, you know. Especially uh, someone my age, is a little older, and they come from a different era. You learn so much, so I just think it's it's been beneficial. Oh yeah,
0: there's there's no way you can't learn when you hang out with those kids. Oh I mean, yeah, gosh, there's they if there's nothing to learn, they make up something new, and then you and we've have to had learn some it.
1: good kids <laughs> come through the years. Oh I mean, yeah, some good. Uh, I mean, to even today, from the time I first started, some some. Some awesome, some interesting characters oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, some interesting characters too. There's some interesting yeah. times. We'll need that for that's Those stories will be for another day. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when I turn the cameras off. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, so, last question, uh, and then we'll end the podcast with that. Um, if you if you got to tell your church the whole congregation, if you had a message or anything to say um, to your church, what would it be?
1: I would say, especially this time, just just hang in there. Uh, I know everything's tough right now, but it'll pass. You know, we, we, we have to, I mean, we have no choice. We have to live through this and, and, uh, move forward. So I just say, hang in there. Don't forget about, you know, this church through whether, whether you coming to the service or you're watching it online, which they've done a good job online. And just, you know, just don't forget about the people at the church here and, and keep your prayers for the world and our church in the world that we make it through this with the, as least. Yeah,
0: this is a, a prayer, a prayer challenge time for yeah, sure. Yeah, a prayer
1: challenge. You know, it <laughs> breaks my heart every time I see people have died of this. Yeah. It just, it breaks my heart. But so we pray that we minimize that mm-hmm. to the best possible.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Robert, for coming. Well, uh, you're welcome. And chatting thank with you, me.
1: Thank you for asking me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I thought it was. A, I, I know. I know a little bit about your story uh, beforehand, and I thought that would be because I know that you've had that ride. <laughs> a, and and hearing about people's stories, especially when they've had a ride, isn't that life? It's. It is. <laughs> it is. You know, it's funny because. I've emailed so many people saying, like, Hey, would you like to be a part of this? And I, I'm calling them out right now, not by name, but a lot of people say, you know, I'm not interesting, but I, I have nothing to say, but I, I, I'm talking about like seven or eight different people. I've said the I exact same I told thing. You same you, same. I think <laughs> you did. You did tell me the same thing. I'm like, that's, not, I mean, look how easy this is and it's because everybody has a story, you know, whether I know the story, I happen to know that you had a story, so I know you were full of it, but, uh, well, <laughs> but a lot of people, I don't even know simple it. Simple man. Yeah. Simple man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just because the story's simple doesn't mean it's not amazing—an amazing roller coaster. Because that's the way God works, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, I, I I think that it's interesting to see the way faith and life kind of come together as a as kind of the climax of that story. I'll just add one more thing, yeah.
1: before we leave here. Uh, and looking back at my life is, you know, because I know my life necessarily didn't start well, but it's not about where you start. You know, it's it's a journey. It's a journey to try to to improve yourself. So I would encourage you know, especially young young people. You know, look ahead. Just because you're at where you're at today, does, does that's not your life. You know, when you're like me, you know, fifty going to be fifty eight years later. You, that's a, a if you'd have told me when I was a teenager that I have traveled the world, work at a hydro plant, (laughs) worked to ROVs. uh, I would have told you no way, no way. So I would say to young people is, you know, if you think you're struggling now, it's what you are today is not what you're going to be years from now. So just keep moving forward. And that's what I would say my advice
0: absolutely well thank you robert and thank you guys for joining us on the intersection we'll see you next time